Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome, beautiful mummers, to another episode of the Happy Mama Movement. Today's episode is with one of my favourite authors. This woman, from the moment I connected with her a few years ago now, has always been so genuinely open, authentic and giving. She is one of the most down-to-earth yet inspiring women I have had the pleasure in speaking to. And her name is Bronnie Ware. You might know her name, or definitely you would know the title of her best-selling book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. This book went gangbusters around the world at exactly the same time as she was giving birth to her first child. In fact, there's an amazing story of her being in labour and putting a prayer out to God to say, please, I need a publisher, I need some help with this book because her inbox and her phone was constantly ringing and full with requests for media interviews because her work was starting to grow bigger than she could handle and she was about to become a first-time mum in her 40s and so as she turned her phone off and her computer off as the labour contractions started to build she put a prayer out to the world for some help. Just 24 hours later, when she turned her phone and her computer back on, there was the phone call and the message from Hay House offering her an international book deal. This is how down to earth she is. She has shared her story with millions around the world now. And her latest book, Bloom, is a continuation of her story, but to be totally honest, is my favourite of her books so far. Bloom is all about surrendering, finding the blessings in life. It's the journey of Bronnie as a mum and someone who is battling a very severe disease, arthritis in her body that is causing her over the last five years to be in crippling pain. But in typical Bronnie fashion, she found the blessings in it all. And I know you are going to find this interview so inspiring. Can't wait to share it with you. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor-Kabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted-to-busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realising that being a mama is the greatest self-development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. So, Bronnie, 
Many of you, many of my readers and listeners might be aware of your work from the very hugely successful first book that you published, The Lessons from the Dying, where you really shared with the world what you had begun to understand about life through working in palliative care and and the dying. And then after that book was published, or actually in the process of that book being published, you experienced the other end of life, which was you experienced becoming a mama and birthing a beautiful baby girl into this world. Um, and so more than most of us, you've seen the extremes of the end of life and the beginning of life. And that's what I really wanted to talk to you about today and the lessons that you've found through all of that. So talk to me and my audience about the experience of becoming a mum, the part in your book, Bloom, of when you really energetically felt when your daughter entered you and you really started that life actually brought me to tears. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was such a beautiful description of, mm. of that moment of, of really knowing, oh, I think I've just become a mother. And we're not talking about the intimate moment. This was afterwards where you really yeah. felt that spirit and that soul enter you. So perhaps could you start by talking to us all sure. about the experience of becoming a mum at the stage of life you were in? Sure. Um, well, I was I was in my mid forties, and I had uh, I'd given up the idea of becoming a mum uh, years earlier. But then it, it came back to me, and and this very strong, strong yearning. I kept having a dream of a baby girl, saying, "Hurry up! I can't wait much longer." And uh, and then I, I met the man I, I was to conceive with, and um, and I feel so grateful and blessed that I actually know the moment I, we conceived and. So we'd made love in the afternoon and uh, we were sitting around, I was sitting around a campfire at a music festival with with some friends and it was out in the middle of the bush and so mega stars out and just a beautiful setting, really cold nights, so a big fire roaring and and I was sitting there speaking with this friend of mine and all of a sudden I, I just felt this rush of love through Every single cell in in my body. It was it was like, um, in a way, it was like an orgasm in every cell of my body. But really, an orgasm is probably not even doing it justice. Mm. It was just this powerful, over, overpowering rush of love. I saw a, a bright flash of a star in in my mind, and I just and my body just went loose. I wish I could show you what I'm doing here as I'm telling you, but but I just sort of uh, felt this this loosening and. And flopped into my chair and flopped back into my chair and and this, as this rush went through me, I just knew then I, I had conceived. I just thought, oh my gosh, my my child has just arrived. The love that was it, it was it was just such a, a love of divinity and and I just sat there and this friend's still yakking away and I'm <laughs> you know nowhere with no presence at all in the conversation and I'm just sitting there thinking. I'm, I've just become a mother. I'm, I'm a mother. I, I have a child inside of me, and I, you know, I was 44 years old, and and I was sitting there. And I just wanted to scream in ecstasy, but at the same time, I wanted to savor that moment between me and my daughter, and and just see it as as it was, as the sacred moment. And so the conversation continued, and and after that rush of love, like it was only a matter of you know five seconds, the whole whole thing. But five seconds is quite a long time when you 
you're just every cell is bursting with mm. with, with light and yeah and so then I just sort of had this ridiculous grin on my face for <laughs> for the next couple of weeks and and uh, went and had it confirmed and um, yeah and, and uh, it was yeah it was quite amazing and to go from that and the first doctor I, I saw said well you know you're 44 years old are you sure about this and I was like ah oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no question about this one coming through. So yeah, it was it was incredible, and I feel so blessed that that I know that I had that experience because it bonded me to my daughter Eleanor from from that moment. Mm. And what I love so much about your story is that there have been such moments of divine intervention, such moments of that deep connection with the universe, love, whatever you want to name it. And then also in your journey, such moments of darkness, I want to say, so many challenges that have come your way, including not long after your beautiful baby girl arrived in this world, you started noticing that your hands and your feet felt different, you know, were tingling or aching. And, and you know, gosh, it would be so easy to despair and to feel like finally at 44 I get my daughter and I'm on this journey and she, and I have an international book deal and everything has lined up all the stars are aligned and surely things are going to be great now but it wasn't in that sense was it things started no. to really change not long really really not long after your beautiful girl was here mm, well for me it's 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 all one thing the um the birth, the career success, and the disease, because they're all within, uh, within. Well, the book and the book success and the baby were within 24 hours of each other. I oh, know that's um, such a beautiful story. Mm. Yes, yeah, and um, and then the disease was within a few weeks. It was triggered by the birth. So, um, yeah, so I, I've never really known any of the three without the other two. So, mm. um, yeah, it was absolutely horrific and. Um, and there were moments of despair, certainly. I was just to the grief of um of my old self, of, of of the freedom of health and the independence and confidence that health gives you without you even realising was you know, it was a huge process of, of letting go and surrendering to it. But at the same time I I knew that I just knew in my heart that that there were there were blessings in this if if I couldn't find the blessings, well you know what's the point? You just you've got to find the blessings, and so I did. And it's it's actually been one of the best things that's ever happened to me to to become ill and to live with physical limitations because it's taught me how to go gently on myself and it's taught me so many levels of kindness. So yeah, it was a shock. It was it was certainly a shock initially, but you know, five years into it, I can see it a lot differently Mm. and I could along the way too. And that's the thing that Mamas is so profound in Bronnie's latest book, Bloom, is her surrendering to what is happening in every single moment. And I know all of us have our own challenges, whether it's challenges with our children or with our partners or within our own health and our own self. And to find that ability to surrender and connect with the blessings is truly profound. Bronnie, just to put it in context of of how difficult this was, I was blown away by some of the 
some of the physical challenges you had when your little girl was so little to the point where walking felt like you were, you know, walking on glass, breaking your own bones by just putting your feet on the ground. You couldn't even stand on grass. It hurt so much. There's a very profound story in the book about um, having a, a time away in Melbourne for for an event and running yourself a bath and lying in the bath and, and you know, feeling your body relax and, and have that beautiful moment that we all know that when we have space away from our children, it's, oh, oh. it's this big, deep breath. <laughs> and then you could not get yourself out of the bath, could you? No, it was awful. It's, it'll always feel painful to me, that memory, I think. It was, it was awful, but... You know, again, you you just got to find the blessings. But I, it it took me about forty minutes to to get out, and I was very much alone. I couldn't do anything about it, and and it was just crazy. Like the next day, I'm on stage talking to people and everything, and yet, you know, twelve hours earlier, I, I wasn't you even were stuck in the bath. Exactly. Yeah, I, was, I was I was stuck. I couldn't. I didn't have the strength in my hands, my wrists, my elbows, my knees, um, any of it to get myself out, and I was. Because I ended up letting the water out um, after that had been unsuccessful, trying that way. And and I was slipping like, I just felt like I was, um, you know, an armless animal. But I was slipping on the bottom of the bath sideways and all over. And I just couldn't, I couldn't even get myself flat. Like right, sitting, laying flat or on my back or on my front. I had no, no control. I was just slipping around all over the place and too scared to even you know, balance myself with my hands because there was so much fire living in them with pain. So, yeah, it, you know, it was horrific. It's, there's been a lot of a lot of massive challenges. But I was determined from the start and, I, and my heart told me from the start that whatever the challenge is, it really is given to us from a place of love to bring us into our best self. And and with my heart telling me that so clearly, that helped me to surrender and let go of the the resistance to what was and to to let go of the need to control every step of the way and and to just to fully surrender and say, okay, well, you know, you've got the, <laughs> this, the big picture knows what's going on here better than I do. I'm going to surrender into that because I know deep in my heart that this is actually a gift of love and as crappy as it is and as horrific as, as most, a lot of it was, it really was a gift of love and five years on, I'm so grateful for every single part of that journey. I really want to bury down deep into that because that is what I feel like is the message that you and I both want to share today is that surrendering to understanding that this is a gift of love. There's a sentence in your book that I've underlined and highlighted that just blew me away when I read it. There had never been a challenge in my life that I didn't find a blessing in. Can you pinpoint where that started to happen in your life? Where Have you always had that feeling of there's got to be a bigger blessing here? Or has that been a skill and understanding that you've had to cultivate and learn and work on because for the mummers that are listening who are thinking if I was in that bath and it took me 40 minutes to get out I would not be thinking this is love Mm. so how for the mummers that are that are really like I I don't know how to see this as a blessing where do we start Bronnie 
Well, I think I just got bored of being the victim. Oh, um, that is, oh, I've got goosebumps from Hexto. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Somewhere along in my young adult days, I, you know, I came from a really rough relationship with my dad. I've had a lot of cruelty thrown at me from the family. And um, and then I, I was engaged at, at 19 with a mortgage, married at 20, divorced at like 23 or something. And... I think it was around then that I just realised, okay, I can keep saying how hard it is. I married a, a guy who punched holes in walls and all this sort of stuff. And, and I, you know, there's a lot going wrong there too. And, but I, I think it was around that time that I just started birthing myself and, um, and coming into the young woman I, I was to be. And at some stage I just thought, okay, I can focus on this poor me stuff. And there is a lot of poor me stuff. I mean, I've written about it in two books. But but instead of dwelling on the poor me stuff from a victim mentality, I was determined to say, okay, well, this poor, poor me stuff is actually making me who I am and I'm the strongest person I know as a result. So I think it's just that, that, that you, you we, we need to have compassion for ourselves and it's okay to feel sorry for ourselves at some stage and, and feel that. But but then it's our choice how long we dwell in it. So mm. so that compassion and kindness is important to say, okay, well, you're doing it tough at the moment. Have some gentleness and have a cry and, and let it all out. But then after a while it's like, okay, but you know, life is a precious gift and it's passing us by and this is a whole new moment and do we really want to spend it in dwelling about poor me stuff? Like let's embrace mm. it because the clock's ticking. So it's a combination of all that. I think just that playing the victim on a long-term basis, it doesn't serve us. It, it robs, as well as repelling everyone else, it robs us of our gift of life. And so with that determination to find, you know, to not be the victim, I was able to turn around and find the blessings instead. And that's that's hugely empowering and freeing. That's right. It's, it's so empowering because people often mistake surrendering as giving up or handing over or letting go in a in a non-empowering way. But oh. this is actually the complete opposite, isn't it? Oh, surrendering is far from giving up. Yeah. yeah. Surrendering takes more courage than, act, than action, definitely. Mm. Surrendering is actually saying, okay, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm going to surrender and trust that you, life, God, universe, that you know what is best for me and I'm I'm going to let you carry me along here because I really don't know what to do and when, I, when it's time for me to do something, I'll trust you or let me know and in the meantime, I'm just going to grab this lesson, you know, with, with all my heart and, and take from it what you're trying to give to me. Mm. Consistently through your story, it's been a lesson in presence in not looking too far ahead, in not trying to analyse it too much, in just constantly coming back to the now and this moment. And I think that's what we all are here to do over and over again, isn't it? Mm, mm. It's, it's, free, it's absolute freedom to have to bring yourself to that level of faith where, where you're okay. You, you've learnt to surrender so much that... That whatever happens is fine because you know that it's going to be for your not only for your highest good, but I think we we can forget as well that 
that that actually brings joy as well. So mm. it's, we we can often think that the growth is there's pain or suffering, but it's all for it's all for the best. It's all for our highest good. But what actually happens is the more we surrender and the more present we become in life, the more the other nonsense falls away and the more joy actually is given to us or or, or comes through us. And we need to remember that that this isn't just about becoming our best self. This is about allowing life to bless us with with an immense amount of joy and um and and blessings and so the more present we can become you know the the less we're worried about the future the less we're dwelling in the past and the more we actually see the the bliss of the moment and uh and the magic in just being love that love that so much there's one other thing that i wanted to bring up with you in this episode mm-hmm. um which is very similar and tied to surrender, which is this ability to receive, receive help from others. Um, you know, you've obviously had to really rely on other people through the, the height of your disease and had to really learn to receive in certain times in your life. And you describe it, it, it stopped me in my tracks. I'd never thought of letting people help me or accepting help in this way. But you write, I had been in such a terribly low place that I'd had to accept food vouchers from charity networks to survive. It had been an enormous lesson in learning to receive. It was challenging to master. But how could I allow in any true goodness if I didn't? And when I read that, I thought, oh my goodness, yes. If I don't allow in help and charity even and support and other people in how can I also allow in the great stuff the abundance that it's all receiving it there is no difference between receiving help and receiving abundance there's no difference in help you know receiving help and receiving great love and passion and all of the things that we crave that was such a great lesson for me thank you for writing that because it was a little light bulb moment in my head when I read it (laughs) Well, it's beautifully said what you have, Amy. It's that's the thing. We can't just say to life, okay, well, I really want you to make this dream come true here, but I don't want help from this person or that person because my ego will be bruised or I don't know how to let that help in, but, but give me this bit that I want. You know, yes. it, it doesn't work like that. It's all-encompassing. If we're going to receive, we have to receive. And it allows other people the pleasure of giving, and as mamas, we know the pleasure of giving. But we can't do it without help. We cannot be great for our children if we don't um, broaden our our networks and open our arms and actually allow other people to help us as we help them and or as we help others. It it doesn't have to be a direct reciprocation, but it's we we have to learn to receive. And and as mamas, we can put so much pressure on ourselves to to have it all right and everything else. But but it it doesn't work. It does does not work. We need to allow some help and allow our friends to take our children for a few hours if if we're really having a meltdown or about to kill our kids or, <laughs> you know, just not being the mother that we we expect ourselves to be, which is usually, you know, way uh, un- so far unrealistic of what we need to be. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we, we have to receive. We have to work together and support each other, but open to receiving on every level, not just 
okay, life, make my, my work take off and give me international travel business class 10 times a year, mm. but, but don't, you know, don't send me help if I'm having a meltdown and a crisis and anything else. It doesn't, mm. it doesn't work that way. We have to dissolve our ego and just say, I'm not coping, I need help. Please, can you help me? And it's just, again, that surrendering, but just that opening up opening up to whatever the universe is sending us, trusting oh. that it's all good in the long run. There is no pain here that we can't handle and that it's all for a bigger blessing. Um, it, it's just been so empowering to be reminded of all those lessons while I've, I mean, I've been following your story for a while. We've spoken a few times and I've interviewed you before, but this book really cemented so much for me. So thank you for writing it. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for connecting with it, Amy. You're listening to the Happy Mama Movement. At the core of it, the Happy Mama Movement is all about one simple idea, that mamahood can be the greatest catalyst for change in a busy woman's life. So now for the big three questions. Just shifting the focus slightly to motherhood in particular now, mm-hmm. yes. and I wanted to ask you um, these three questions that I ask everybody in this podcast, just to I guess flesh out the the lessons from motherhood, which I know have been such deep blessings for you. But mm-hmm. when you look now at you know your journey as as a mama, what has motherhood taught you about yourself? Do you think? Oh, it's taught me how to laugh more mm. yeah it's it's um yeah it's given me it's given me immense freedom in in not caring about what other people think not that I really you know I, I was pretty good at that but before I became a mum I'd had some lessons in that already but yeah it's just taught me how to just be a dag and not care and just, <laughs> and just be a mum yes I, that's, that's what I want to that's you know I don't care about how many followers I have on social media I don't care how um, how I portray myself in the public. I I just want to be real and have quality relationships with my followers, which I do. I'd rather quality over quantity. Mm. But really, I just want to be a mum. That's, mm. that's what I love more than anything, and it, it teaches me to laugh. Yeah. And you've really cultivated a life now where you and your beautiful daughter can can travel and see the world but come back to Australia and live a very beautiful simple connected life it's it's you've found a way do you feel to have all of that mm, I, I do I still have to lean on support when I'm when I'm at home and I'm, I'm homeschooling her as well so there's um, you know, it's going to be a, a, a journey where we stay really connected. Um, I definitely feel that. I feel incredible. Some days I just stand there in my kitchen and I'm, you know, I'm cooking my lunch while I'm on a work day or something like that, or Eleanor's playing on the floor while I'm doing something, and I just think, I, I can't believe this. I, I own this sweet little house. We can just shut the door. We travel. We go overseas. We, you know, come back. I do the job I love and. I mean, I've put in the work to do that, and and the work is the inner work. I've done the outer work too, but I've, you know, I've, I've made this happen, and I I do have an amazing, you know, the fact that I can be present with my kid as much as possible is, oh, it's fantastic. It's mm. it's just it, I, I have have so many pinch me moments when I think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a 50 year old woman with a five year old daughter, and this is my life now. How oh, how fantastic. Mm. 
Wow, but to to hang on to that insight through everything is so inspiring. So uh, I'm interested to hear your answer to this because I feel like you came to motherhood with such a deep understanding of who you are and such deep insights that yeah. I, I wonder whether there's anything that you would tell yourself differently. But if you could go back and talk to yourself through that moment, before that moment in front of the fire at that music festival yeah. or even before that process and, and tell yourself one thing about motherhood that's about to come before you, would there be anything you'd tell yourself? I'd probably just say, just trust yourself more. Mm. You know, just just trust that you'll know what to do because I did have quite a bit of fear during pregnancy, um, just hoping I'd be a good mum and having those, those expectations. So I think, yeah, I would just say, you're going to be fine. You're going to be a beautiful mother. Just trust trusting your own wisdom on a day-to-day basis. Mm, that's it. And the more practical day-to-day. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. And so then finally... What does being a happy mama mean to you? <sighs> it means um, it means having time for me as Bronnie as well as time as mum. And uh, because being a happy mama means time with my girlfriends as well and time in in relationship in my relationships and yeah, um being a happy mum means honouring, doing my best to honour all parts of my life because that makes me a better mum on mm. all levels. Mm, love that. That's exactly what it's all about. Mm. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to speak to you again. And yes, the, the lessons in this book have really helped me. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Amy. And thank you for what you're doing, bringing your, your own wisdom to, to all the mummers, to all us mummers here. You know, you've got a very important role yourself in this life. So thank you for for connecting with me. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. To make sure you never miss an insight, please subscribe to this podcast and also pop on over to see the latest issue of the Happy Mama magazine at www.happymama.com.au. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.